the level of collaboration around socially pressing issues among the health systems here in this city is literally unparalleled anywhere else in the United States. Certainly, healthcare and as an industry faces significant headwinds. I'm going to stick with Brian here and at a little bit of a risk of putting Brian on the spot, for which I apologize. Sutter uh, Health recently paid, uh, I believe, $575 million settlement with the state attorney general's office in an antitrust case. The case had to do with mergers and acquisitions Sutter has made and with its contracting practices that took advantage of its scale, the state argued, you know, with insurers. I guess uh, at your level, Brian, I was hoping maybe you could speak to if your life and your practices have had to change in response to to this at all? I guess the first thing I'll say is that the settlement has not yet been finalized by the court, so it's a bit premature for me to comment on impacts or no impacts. Certainly, healthcare and as an industry faces significant headwinds, and you know, at the same time, Sutter over the last 10 years has spent $10 billion in these communities and trying to continue to support community health, and I wouldn't anticipate that Sutter um, would take any different position associated with our commitment to the communities in which we serve. Thank you. Just one follow-up to that. And Sutter released its most recent annual financial statement. It was said that because of the settlement, it was likely to be spending substantially less on capital improvements this year. Is that affecting you directly at the Roseville facility? Now, I appreciate you asking that question because we're about four months away from opening a $178 million expansion project at Sutter Roseville Medical Center that will not only double the size of the emergency department, but add additional critical care capacity and cath labs. We continue to invest in the communities that are growing and that seem to uh, demonstrate a need for additional healthcare services, and we're happy to continue to invest. So I think it's another headwind that we face, but there are many headwinds that we face in the healthcare industry in terms of you know, government reimbursement, overutilization of services, the affordability agendas. So I, I think to characterize the settlement as something different than the economic realities of uh, healthcare delivery in the United States today. I'm not sure that I would characterize it any differently. Thank you. Going to Mark with this question is Dignity Health is another organization that recently completed a big merger. Are you getting any new direction or is it changing your life at all with uh, the state's focus on consolidation in the healthcare industry and the effect on cost? Well, uh, you're referring to the uh, our organization uh, merger with Catholic Health Initiatives. Uh, yes. Which, yeah, so Common Spirit Health is now uh, really the umbrella that we work uh, with uh, other colleagues throughout the U.S. now. We represent really the largest uh, nonprofit health system when you combine everything together across t- the 22 states. So it's just like any other merger, it's a, it can be challenging sometimes when you have a, a large organization coming, two large organizations coming together, trying to figure out the decision-making process and you know, how you're going to uh, really come together as a new organization. So that is uh, always a challenge. I think anybody who's uh, had to go through a merger, you, you know, there can be some challenges along with that. But it's been really also very, I think, encouraging to see that we carry a little bit of a different voice not only you know within our markets but even on a national stage where we can really you know sort of represent some of the real challenges the ones that we're talking about today to you know, a, a larger audience and to uh, more prominent uh, figures who may be able to help us uh, along this journey to to help you know reshape the US healthcare system and so i think that's in, that's really the encouraging part that i've found is we have now a, a stage and a platform to do that day-to-day operations 
not really, really no impact. We still absolutely, our, our teams show up every day and do the same things they were doing before the merger and uh, has not really impacted that. If you could speak to this, if it's within your purview, I guess as a larger organization, is Common Spirit now renegotiating its contracts with insurers? Is it going to bring changes there, I guess? I think no question. I mean, I think that there's a, you know, um, as again, part of a larger organization, you know, we will we'll look for synergies, you know, in order to leverage uh, the best rates that we can in terms of uh, from our purchasers. And so, you know, absolutely, we, we're today, you know, looking at as those contracts come back up, you know, we, we look to negotiate based on that. Kaiser's a bit of a, a different animal, but uh, Trish, if you could speak to a trend of consolidation in the industry and larger and larger players, how does it affect what Kaiser is doing in terms of, I guess, uh, your competing health systems and partners? As far as consolidation, I think for us, our model has always been integration. So we certainly pay attention to what's going on in the marketplace and really try to work in collaboration with other systems. But for us, our primary system has always been integration with our health plan, with physician groups, and our hospitals. And we continue to build on that, as well as other where we've expanded. We've also looked to community partners. For example, in our Georgia region, we just have established our relationship with Emory. And that partnership has proven to be really fruitful. So for us, it's um, a focus on partnership and then continuing to leverage our own integrated system. So, but certainly it's uh, curious to see what's happening on the marketplace. David, what are your thoughts about uh, consolidation amongst your, your private partners and competitors in the industry? Well, our, I wouldn't say competitors in the payer space, but some they are competitors in the payer space. They've all very much consolidated. So there needs to be some sort of a consolidation in terms of scale in order to just have an effective discussion with uh, people of that size. Having said that, I think that uh, you know we're all poised when you get to a certain scale to stop having transactional discussions and start having relationship and joint alignment discussions around how do we all bring down the total cost of care and not necessarily reduce our margins or our profits. Actually, you could increase them, but actually decrease the cost of the American people through greater coordination uh, and better streamlining of care, right? So I think consolidation can have tremendously beneficial impacts. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out one of them because the, one of the most difficult things is actually to coordinate with my own colleagues across the University of California because each medical center is so great in its own right. But a lot of people don't know that UCSD, UCLA, UCSF, UC Irvine, and UC Davis, we're all a single dollar institution. We're an $18 billion a year health system with thousands and thousands of subspecialists. And the possibility of us getting together and actually doing something truly meaningful for the entire state you know, one of the greatest scourges in the cancer space is still pancreatic cancer. 91% of people die within five years of that diagnosis. It's terrible. And so all five NCI-designated cancer centers, 10% of the cancer centers in the United States of America, have all gotten together, all their pancreatic cancer specialists, and are trying to come up with a statewide strategy to streamline entry into clinical studies, to leverage all the skill sets across all five NCI-designated cancer centers on behalf of these pancreatic cancer patients in order to try to really use our knowledge around both the genomic studies and presentations and exposure uh, histories of all the patients, trying to come up with some way to actually impact this disease. 
And we think that that type of scale, that type of consolidation, that type of ability to uh, speed clinical trials through to completion can be nothing but good. It will take care of people. It will attack a terrible disease. It will end up in more efficient, streamlined therapies if we concentrate this, this very difficult to treat disease in certain centers um, and uh, will actually make the region much healthier. So we're, that's the type of thing where scale and consolidation are really gonna be positive when, if you do it from the perspective of how do you get better care for patients. And when you do that, the rest of it all works out. Thank you. Thank you.